This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome into your weekend, everybody. Time for another edition of The Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco with you each and every week. And we got another loaded weekend for you with NBA and NHL Stanley Cup final action. Game one of the NBA finals in the books. Mike and I'll talk about that. We'll look ahead a little bit to Sunday night. A couple days off here in between. They'll play again uh, in the Mile High City on Sunday night. The Stanley Cup playoff begins tomorrow. There's baseball. And I'm just trying to give out a winner after a couple of losing weeks, but uh, thank God for Mike and I hope everyone was listening to the bonus play in the Carmen and Yurko show last week because that one hit. So this time of year it can get a little tough sometimes, Mikey. Uh, I'll try to bounce back this weekend for sure, though. There's no such thing as bouncing back for you. You never you never have to bounce back because you're consistent, and that's what the odds couple do. Everybody's going to have a bad week or two, but uh, we were 4-3. Uh, Carmen bails me out sometimes. I bail Carmen yes. out sometimes. That's the way it is. So it was a great, great week once again. Shay Norling sitting in today. Uh, very, yes, very is. happy to be with us. Uh, Always am. Uh, absolutely. Good to see Shay. And then we got, I mean, all sorts of good stuff. I mean, we were just talking earlier about, uh, you know, the, the, the rampant drug problem in this country. And my favorite drug is Joker. I don't have to bet. I just I just love every minute of this. OK, because it's the greatest thing to happen to me in a long time. I actually have a rooting interest, okay, because of the naive people or the shenanigans that were pulled by the NBA media from the MVP pick to everything else that goes with it. So it's just been a pleasure, and last night was beautiful. It was. He is a joy to watch. I mean, there's just there's no other way to put it. That team is fun to watch right now. Um, you know, they, the only thing they didn't really do well last night was shoot the three ball particularly right. well. Everything that everything else, especially offensively, what they do is just a, uber efficient. I mean, and and if you're Miami and Spolster's a great coach, as we've talked about, I just don't know what adjust, adjustments can even be made that are ultimately going to slow them down. Now, like he's a great coach. I'm sure they'll come up sure. with something. I don't know how you guard those Jokic, Murray pick and rolls. I, I really don't, Mike. I don't He's know what you do. He's a monster. Uh, look, I'm the first to say I didn't realize how good he was until a few weeks ago, to be honest with you. <laughs> but, no, I mean, oh, yeah, and the whole joke of Lisa Salter's interviewing him afterwards. Like, she's got any credibility left in my heart. Or Mark Jackson saying, this guy is just incredible. Next time, put him on the MVP ballot. That would be nice. That being said, that's one of the reasons I love this series, because it's about who really was the underdog coming in, according to the media. And it's the it was the Denver Nuggets until one game happened last night. Mm. And that guy had nothing. I mean, really, he was he got a triple-double, and it looked to me like he was just playing a, a below-average game for him, Carm. I mean, 27-10-14, and 14, and we're Out like, of nowhere. Eh, Joke, Joker was just okay. 27-10-14 was just okay last and night. He, and there's bets out there that are, that are pretty reasonable that you can uh, bet him that he'll get a triple-double. I think it's twenty-two to one or something every game. Every game of the series, I saw that. That's I mean, an interesting on. prop. And he and he, listen, you feel good about last night because he oh, did yeah. it. He's but he's almost averaging one in the playoffs anyway. He's the first player ever with a triple double in his NBA Finals debut. He turned the ball over just two times. Well, you know, I heard and I heard my buddy Jay Williams, who's been covering 
you know, he played in the NBA. I heard him today say that uh, uh, the Joker is the best passer in the game, along with LeBron. Knock it off, Jay, okay? Mm. The best passer in the game, without any parallel, is the Joker because of where he's at. He's the lighthouse. Just, he is. just think of a he lighthouse is. and he think is. of the light that evolves around it. That's what he is, inside out that nobody can stop, and then he'll hit you with a backdoor pick pass that nobody but the guy that he's thrown it to can catch. He just sees everything. You're right. He he's, sees he's everything. He's the best vision I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I mean, he really does. That team looks to be uh, a runaway freight train right now, Mike. Well, you know, I got a pick for this for the series. Okay. People are going, are they going to sweep? Is it going to be 4-1? Yeah. Is it going to be 4-2? I got it down. I know what it's going to be, and you can still put money down on it. Sure. And it's going to be interesting. I just can't, and I put it down on Twitter on North to North today, that you, you just can't, I can't see Miami winning 4-6 now. I can't. I can't either. No, um, I can't do it. I can't either. I just think, especially the way this team is playing at home, Denver improves now to 9-0 and straight up at home in the postseason, 6-3 and against Barkley the number. He was great. You hear him? He's so good. He was great because he thinks like I do. I, I mean, I know Charles, and sometimes he comes up a good one. He goes, listen, during the NBA Finals for the first time, if the if the altitude was all that, they would have been Every farther year. along in the playoffs <laughs> yeah, right. a long time ago, you know. They just so, have a great home court advantage, I think. they got a great team. They, because they've got such a good team. I think that's it. I mean, it's I think, team. They're, you know, they, it's easy to feed off the energy of that crowd, I'm sure, in that building right now. They're super pumped for this team because they are great. They've got maybe the best player in the game. They've got uh, their team in the Finals for the first time. They well, look unbeatable at home. I don't. Maybe. I mean, the only the, everybody wants to be hesitant. The guy's a monster. He's a monster. And I would. I would take him on any team in the league that I was the only. The one. only other player I'd say, like, and I'm splitting hairs. I, I Joker or Giannis for me. Um, yeah, I love Giannis. I'm not gonna. Yeah, Joker or Giannis. But I mean, Giannis the, lost in the first round. I know. I still can't believe to I, them. I can't believe to that. the Heat. I mean, granted, he missed the game in there, but I mean, and yeah, he said failures. Not you know, yeah. we didn't really fail. You know what? His image, it's not his image, his, his his basketball IQ took a little bit of a hit. I love mm, the man. I do, But, too. I mean, I, I didn't think anybody was better than him two years ago. And look at this guy. Denver is poised here uh, to, you know, like we all think Denver's going to win the series. And they're poised to, to become mm-hmm. the second biggest... Uh, and if we want to call it a long shot, I mean they weren't fifty to one; they were eighteen to one. But well, still, was Miami. Well, oh Miami was they even. Were 2, are you kidding me? Forget I think it. Before, yeah. the, before everything started to win it. Yeah, please. Um, I mean, Denver was eighteen to one at the start of the season to win. That would yeah. be the second biggest, if you want to call that a long shot. But that just goes to show you. Uh, you know how rare it is mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. A, a team like Denver or a team you know that's that hasn't been a LeBron team or the Warriors right. this last decade. They're they're poised in the last decade to be the second biggest long shot to win the finals. If they um, stay healthy, I see them with the two three year run. But then I oh, saw yeah. Milwaukee that way three years yeah. ago. Now they got rid of their coach and everything else. That being said, I'm not dogging the Heat. I mean, <clears throat> I, I mean they look. I have a golden tee game in my basement, 24 different courses. Every morning I go down and play two games. Some days I play better than other days. Mm-hmm. Miami came off a tough run yeah. with the Celtics. They got to go play these guys. and They got to fly there. You know, mm-hmm. They've been resting for 10 days. They right. have a great team. Okay, so, and they, they miss. I mean, Struess had a nightmare. Yeah. Had a nightmare game. There's just no two ways to put it. I, I, he, these guys got to bounce back. 
And if they can't, they're doomed because they had a lot of open jumpers last night. They they, they did. They just they they couldn't shoot the ball last night. Yeah, they couldn't shoot the ball last night. Jimmy uh, only shot uh, 14 field goal attempts. Uh, You're right about Struess. I mean, he didn't make a field goal last night. He was over. The the other thing that really stood out. Well, and Mike, I mean, listen. They never went to the They went to the line twice. That's horrible. I've never heard of such a thing. And I don't think anybody, I mean, did you watch that game and say, oh, the officials are really doing a number on the, no. Everything was from bombs away. For for Jimmy Butler to not go to the free throw line, that's only the second time this season. They got a lot of length to go inside, though, Carmen. That's what people are forgetting. I mean, Aaron Gordon. If they would have kept the people on Aaron Gordon, Boy, how about, they, yeah. he would have dominated all night. But there's then that then they cover him, and then the other kid Murray puts up uh, uh, some beautiful shots. Then the Joker says, "You know what? They're catching up." I mean, Mike Breen, when they go from twelve to nine, you think they're one away. I mean, yeah. oh, you know, you're still nine away, and then you know what they do? They turn it on. They again turn it on again. 16. Yeah, anytime they got it close, That's yeah, they right. turn it on. They never. Did you ever feel like no. they were going to win that game? No. Now I was worried about the spread because yes. I did have Denver and yeah. and I had the under. And once again, people go, "Come on, Mike!" I go, "Wait." Oh, I had two miserable baseball days before this, so it was a welcome addition. But I just couldn't see the spread was too high for me, as far as thinking that Miami. Why are they getting eight and a half? I think people were saying that they can play them and stuff like that. People are seeing the seeing the Denver Nuggets maybe for the first time, and they'll maybe bet differently the second game. Still about a nine point spread for Game Two on changed. Sunday hasn't really changed. The, the under got uh, hit pretty hard when it opened. It opened at about two fourteen. It went to two nineteen for me. Yeah, well, it was like two seventeen. Now I'm I looking got it at two nineteen last night, Carl. Well, that's a beauty because now yeah, it's down to like two fourteen. I got it off Bovada last night. Oh, I love that. Yes, are you kidding me? It's two fourteen and a half right oh, now. Oh, this one now. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about the last one. No, no, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I yeah, you, you had an easy under. I meant for game I, two. I'm sorry. Oh, game two, yeah. yeah. 214, hey. 214 you know and what? a half. Defense, you know, I heard uh, people talking about the new NBA and how great it is with all the points. This is how it's supposed to be, and and every game is in the balance. I mean, there's been some great defense played all of a sudden because, you know, nobody's stat padding. You know, I mean, every point matters in this series, but I just don't see the Miami. It's just a matter of how many games I think them. That's the key, yeah, and Mike's going to give you a little uh, taste of that later on. Uh, So we still got more to break down for everybody. We'll kind of get a little bit more into Game 2 Sunday night. The Stanley Cup Final begins tomorrow in Vegas. We'll talk about that. Uh, Some baseball. We've got ponies with Jim Miller a little bit later on. Coming up next, our guy Luke Pergandy will tell us what's hot at PropSwap as we've reached a fun time of the year. So don't go anywhere, folks. We're just getting warmed up. We are the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. You're listening to the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. It's Mike and Carmen with you each and every week. And we always uh, get the lowdown from uh, one of our great friends and one of the founding members of the PropSwap app. Make sure you have that. It is a free app. Check out what is for sale. Buy tickets, sell tickets, make money. That's what we're always telling you. We get out to the CarX Tire and Auto Guest Hotline and say hello to Luke Pergandy. Oh, sell the tickets. Hey, Carmen. Hey, Mike. Hey, buddy. Um, hey, bud. You know, Mike and I were just saying that Denver's obviously poised to 
you know, be uh, the the second, if you want to call him a long shot, second biggest long shot in the last decade or so to win the NBA Finals. They were about eighteen to one. That's not a huge long shot. The only team that was uh, had greater odds uh, or, or worse odds, I should say, at the start of the season was twenty nineteen when the Raptors uh, with Kawhi Leonard in that one year one. They were about sixty to one when the season started. But you could have had. Denver around 18, 20 to 1. Now they're a minus 800 favorite. The crazy thing is that just a month ago or six weeks ago, the Heat were like 200 to 1 when they trailed the Bulls going into the fourth quarter in that play in game. Uh, and now here they are all these weeks later, uh, obviously in the final, but, uh, you know, probably not going to win it. Any value on still some Heat tickets, though, that are floating around out there considering the position they're in right now? Yeah, I mean, look, like they're not dead yet. They're still they're on five to one. The Heat's current odds are before Game Two on Sunday night. It's, of course, it's in Denver. So, um, you know, if you have a two hundred to one Heat future, that's worth forty times what you paid for it. So, bet a hundred bucks, you could still sell it for four grand. Which you know, not many people hit forty to one winners right. on, a, on an annual basis. So, you know, put some cash in your pocket heading into the summer months and. Um, there's there's still plenty of time, and they're not they're not dead yet. They they pushed that game on Thursday night. They were only down eight, maybe ten points at late fourth quarter. So I mean, they, they didn't get blown out. It certainly Denver looked like the better team, of course, but mm-hmm. it was in Denver, so there's still time. I'm not I'm not ready to write off the Heat yet. And again, buyers on prop swap, the Heat are five to one. So as long as you post your ticket at odds of six to one, it will right. sell. Yep. Right? Buyers just want they just want a discount. They don't really care what the team is. They just want to beat the current market. You know, with the shenanigans that were pulled with the MVP vote, including uh, the finals uh, uh, of the East, where two guys changed their votes, declared they were going to vote for one guy, and they ended up voting for Butler. I heard uh, somebody on TV, I think it was Mitch Moss, saying he'll never uh, bet on MVP votes again, since it seemed like the media was steering it a certain way. How do you feel about the way that's gone, Luke? And, and, and do you think that there's going to be a lack of interest maybe next year when they, they show maybe when one network shows bias for somebody over another? Yeah, no, that, that's a super fair point. There is, this is not based on on-the-field performance. This right. is a popularity contest. There mm-hmm. is no question. And same goes for, for NFL MVP. You know, we we talk about this all the time on Props Hub. Was goes back to the Russell Wilson, um, his I believe it was his last year in Seattle, like three seasons ago. He was the massive favorite to win MVP at the halfway point. He was like minus three hundred, and then all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers just had a better second half of the season than he won. So my point is, there's recency bias, meaning voters just look at what happened in the second half of the season, which is not fair. Like you should be looking at the whole. Um, season as a as an entity, you shouldn't be waiting one half of the season versus the other. So, absolutely, is there recency bias? Is there popularity bias in the votes? Totally agree with that. So, uh, the Stanley Cup final begins tomorrow. Uh, what are some of the tickets that are available? You got another. You know, you're in a position here with whichever team you, you might have. I mean. Uh, neither team was one of the you know single digit favorites to be in this position when the Who'll season started. Uh, Florida, Florida did. Florida did. Florida. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So kind of kind of similar situations. Kind of weird that yeah. a Florida team, last team to get into the playoffs on the eastern side, 
is, you know, huge underdog gets in and out playing for the championship. Mm-hmm. So kind of some similarities between basketball and hockey this weekend. Yeah, I mean, the Panthers were 100-1. to You can even find them at 200-1 wow. um, going into that Boston series. <laughs> um, and their goalie, his name Sergei Bobrovsky, he was, we have a 300-1 to ticket Come on. in the system on him to win the Conn Smythe. It, it basically means the most valuable player. Um so, I mean, yeah. he's two to one. Oh. He's two to one right now to he's win. Two to one. Yeah, he's the favorite. Yeah, yeah he's now the Sergei favorite Bobowski. to win the and, Yeah, Sergey Bobrovsky sounds like a Bond villain. He I mean, does. Uh, it does sound like a Bond villain. Yeah, they, they, they call him Bob for short. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, look, you, you could get him at three hundred to one. You could have got the Panthers at two hundred to one. I mean, they're live. I personally wow. think the Knights are not getting enough respect. The Knights are only like minus one twenty. Yeah. To win. to win the series, yeah. Like, I think they should be like minus 150, minus 175. Yeah. Vegas should be. So, um, you know, interesting. We have this ticket. This guy in Vegas, he bet 100 bucks on uh, the Nuggets to win the West. That, of course, is cash. Argentina to win the oh, World Cup. God. And now he just needs the Golden Knights to win it all. Hundred dollars into seventy five grand. Oh my god! So what's he going to do, Luke? Is he going to put it up for sale, or is he going to ride? So it? I, yeah, I know this kid well. Okay. I, I met him when I lived in Las Vegas, and he is such a big Golden Knights fan. Oh. I, I've already texted him, like you know, the game of course is Saturday night. Like, what's what's your plans here? And I already am waiting the response of, well, I'm a huge Golden Knights fan. If I sell it. It's going to be bad juju for, oh you know, Vegas. And I'm like, man, like, <laughs> Aiden Hill, who's the name of the Vegas Golden Knights yeah. uh, goalie, like, he doesn't care if you sell your betting ticket. That's I, right. I can assure you. And you yeah. reinvest um, it. Reinvest it, right? It, so it would sell for 42000 <laughs> So take 42000 from us, put twenty grand in your pocket, go buy a brand-new Prius uh-huh. without That's this it. game, you know, without them even winning. Then put twenty grand back on Vegas. Right now you have another ticket that pays thirty thirty seven thousand. Is this guy you said you know him from when you were in Vegas? Is he is he a professional better? Is he just do it recreationally? Uh, I would say he's he, he borders between pro and and recreational. He makes a lot of bets. Okay, you know, there's there's no doubt he's, well, he's spending some cash on sports bets on an annual basis. But my point is like if he was if this bet was on the Panthers. And it wasn't his team. Like, he would sell this in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Yeah, I agree. Oh, but, my God. Agree. Good you know, that's, that's what you're dealing with sometimes with gamblers is they, they just be, become such a fan of their team, which, of course, is normal. But then that, that influences, influences your decision-making when it comes to gambling. And it's just, oh, my gosh. Yeah, he needs to solve it. That's incredible. That's he's got two, I mean, he's got two legs of it cashed. And I mean, he's sitting in prime position. Um, all right, Luke, anything else we need to know rolling into the weekend? I mean, that, that's that got to be what's dominating right now, just uh, with the, the Stanley Cup uh, the final memorial. starting. The, the Memorial is this weekend. There's uh, Golf's always good, right? Yep. So there's a lot of good stuff up on PropSwap. Yeah, no, we're we're excited. We always want underdogs, and yet again, mm-hmm. you have two gigantic underdogs, like we said, triple-digit odds a month ago on both of these teams. So we're happy with that outcome. You know, we posted a chart. Uh, on our Twitter yesterday, just talking about all the different teams of long shots that have got to the finals Amazing. and lost. Phillies, 100 to 1. Of course, you guys sold your ticket yep. on Prop Swap. Yep. ECU, 250 to 1. They lost. Eagles, 50 to 1. They lost. San Diego State, 150 to 1. They lost. Like, it's this constant cycle of these long shots getting really close. 
and then losing at the last second. And obviously with props off, like you could have made a ton of money on all those teams. Yeah, it's really been some kind of run here in the last year. We could have made a ton of money on Jokic since three years ago. We just sat here. How about it? But you know what? I'm getting it all back because I had a good night last night, too. I just think they're... They're just too good, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Luke, great job, buddy. Have a good weekend, Luke. We'll talk to you next Friday. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. All right, there's oh, our guy, Luke Pergandy. Okay, he's rolling. Love him. Uh, I want to spend a little bit more time when we come back on the— I love uh, spending more time with you. Let's do it, Mike, on the Stanley Cup, because uh, okay. there is something interesting. We talked about the Bobrovsky, who you— uh, I thought he owned a, 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 a delicatessen. You accurately uh, described him as a Bond villain. That's exactly oh, what he sounds like. right. Um, there's something interesting when you look at the series odds and then the Con Smythe odds. I want to talk about that with you, plus a little bit more on Game 2. Uh, Sunday night in the NBA Finals, now that the Nuggets are up 1-0 after a 104-93 win last night. We'll talk a little baseball coming up, too. Uh, you know, we're we're into June. We can start looking at some of the updated... Time-wise. Uh, yeah, we could look at some of the updated Cy Young and uh, MVP odds in the races that are happening two months into the baseball season. So don't go anywhere, folks. We're coming right back. We're the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. This is the Odds Couple with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco. The Odds Couple on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Rolling along on this week's edition of The Odds Couple. Make sure you catch up on demand all weekend long. Have that ESPN Chicago app. Catch up on all the shows, all the great original content like The Odds Couple. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFalco with you each and every week. Mike's on Twitter, at North to North. That's the number two. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. We were just talking to Luke Pergandy about uh, that one guy's ticket where he just needs the Golden Knights to cash, and he'd have a huge payday. The Golden Knights players would tell him to, to sell invest, it. To, to sell it. Absolutely. They'd tell him to sell it. So the final begins Saturday night in Vegas. Uh, it is Panthers. It is Golden Knights back for, what, the second time in six years in their existence that? in the Stanley Cup final? Is that something or what? Well, they got a great organization. I love the arena. I mean, it's, uh, you know, if you were going to go to Vegas and see a sporting event, I know they're talking about maybe uh, a baseball team down the line. I know you got the Raiders uh, there now, but to me, uh, you know, I'm not a, the biggest hockey guy now, but I mean, I used to go to the stadium all the time. I mean, they actually had a real clock that we couldn't even read. It wasn't digital, folks, mm. on the scoreboard. That's how archaic it was. But that arena looks beautiful. They're charged up all the time. All the time. They're behind their yeah. team. Yeah. It's a great franchise. So Vegas is minus, about a minus 135 favorite to win the Cup. I agreed with what Luke said earlier, that he would have thought that those odds would have been stretched out a little bit north of a $1.50. But, but they did beat, Florida did beat the team that I know winning the President's Cup is a jinx. But Boston was historic and I supposed know. to be out of everybody's you know realm. I know. So I mean, you're getting one what one twenty out of ten cent line, one thirty count. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing that Florida last year had the Presidents Cup, lost, didn't go very far, right? And now look at the position they're in in a year in which they weren't nearly as good and and you know kind of barely got in in the Eastern Conference. I give them credit, man. Isn't I that mean, something? You know, 
I, and and I know that uh, you know they've been playing at the same time like the other night. We I said last week it was crazy that uh, they couldn't figure out an earlier right. time or a later time. Right. But it hasn't been. I don't know if it's a well watched series. I know that the NBA's been doing pretty well. TNT came in. You know, uh, had their third highest viewing of all time uh, with the Celtics and and the Heat. Uh, so I mean, it's just been it, it's been good basketball. But as far as hockey's concerned, it's it's almost been an afterthought to be honest with you. Which is sad. It is kind of sad. I hope uh, it's a good series and it can yeah. get some people invigorated. We'll see. Two but, hot weather sites. A lot of people uh, yep, up east a good get point. turned off by that. Very good they point. Do. Yep, it's you a know, very and, good and, point. And the unfamiliarity of some of the players. You know, you got one team that's not in a huge media market, obviously. So right. now in in, go, in Vegas, I think you're right. Panthers are plus one ten. Uh, I'm sorry, about a plus one hundred five to win the series. But we were it's talking about bad. the Con Smythe odds. Bobrovsky's your favorite. He's the goalie that has just been incredible for Florida. Now they've been sitting around a little while. They uh, they've they've rested, kind of like uh, Denver had the uh, advantage of just kind of sitting around and resting a little bit. You wonder how that affects a Hockey goalie. Players hate the rest. I know, and you wonder how it affects a goalie that was playing so well. He's right. your favorite for Con Smythe at just two to one. I Yours, would go with the goalie that's been that played last. That's Aiden Hill, who's the goalie for he's not bad Vegas. Either. No, he hasn't been bad. No. It's funny though. The top two choices for Con Smythe right now are Panthers players, but they're a slight underdog to win the series. Bobrovsky's two to one, and then Matthew Kachuk, who's been brilliant, is three well, to one. Got the bigger name players, I mean, uh, no doubt. Or they, and you know what? I look. Who knows? The bottom line is there's no Lemieux. Guy. No, not in this. There's no Crosby. No. There's no there, there, There's no Kaner. There's no McDavid. There's You're no right. Kaner? Nope. How about the Kaner? Nope. His hips are worse than mine now. I know. Are How about the hip? Me? Yeah. They've been talking about that for the last couple of years. He still I mean, played they, so well. Do they but... know something about it? I, I know the Hawks. I, I guess he might have had a slight history about this. Yes. But the Rangers took a shot, right? Yeah. He's going to be out for a while. Yeah. And he's this a free game, agent now. And he's a free agent. We'll and he's see. smallish. So he takes a lot of hits back in the day. He's bounced off. But come on. Yeah, they've uh, they've known for the last couple of years that that hip was an issue, and he still played well though, Kaner. So see, there used to be a, a dance back in the day, Carmen, kind of like before you were even old enough, called the bump. Okay, and you'd bump with your partner, you know, with hips. Okay, after about nine, ten bumps, how many bumps has Kaner gotten into the boards? A lot. Those hips? He's huh? always been pretty good about uh, protecting himself, always but a lot. Good. You can't help it in hockey. You never got too many hard shots at him. That's Reminded true. Me of Barry Sanders. How many times you ever see Barry Sanders get, I mean, leveled by somebody? He always was slippery. Always. always. You know? Just so, so. good. Uh, if you want to take a little bit of a long shot on a Con Smythe winner, for me, it'd be William Carlson from Vegas. If you want something that's a little bit longer than just two, three to one, he's about seven or eight to one. That'd be the player that I suggest. But if is you that think. Really a, it's not really a long it's shot. It's not really an, it's, a, it's a long shot. I guess there should be a middle ground long shot. You know, a little who, middle yeah. ground, eight to one. That's not like he's fifteen to one or twenty. Right. I mean, know? if if anything, I call him Billy. I call him yeah, Billy, Carlson. Billy Carlson. If anything, yeah. then you might look at the Vegas goal. You might look at Aiden Hill if you think they're going to win the series. I mean, that that's like, a good point. That be goal. then you're getting a double digit payday. Let's put it that way. Absolutely. If you want something that's a little bit longer, uh, Shohei put on a show here on the South Side this week. The last couple of days, he hit three bombs. I mean, every one of those balls. Like that guy is just so worth the price of admission right now, Mike. Um, unlike anybody, he is your favorite to win American League MVP. He's minus one forty five. What two eighty, two eighty five, give or take, right around there. I don't know why he's always the favorite. I mean, if you're looking for a two a guy that does both things. So- 
then, then name it, name him the MVP every year. I mean, don't you think? I, I mean, he's uh, that's why he's a minus one forty five favorite, the best player in the American League. I think he I might think. be. I'm sorry. If you well, show he's I mean, still he, the best because of the the combo. Well, no, that's 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 not exact. I, I understand that, but then give him outstanding player every year. Yeah. But there's no. I mean, Judge Wait, has 19 homers. Judge has been great. He plays I center mean, field as good as anybody. He's been plays great. right field as good as anybody. He's got uh, propelled the Yankees. Yeah. I mean, Shohei well, is a. He's the circus freak of baseball. He does two it, things. Right. But right. What does it translate to? I'll tell you, Judge, like. He's it's great. He's so good, and I'm sorry. you know you get that how payday. How many guys play the outfield and play it that great? And you get that payday, Mike. And he's like, yeah. he hasn't skipped a beat. I'm sorry. You know, you could, anybody wants to talk Shohei, that's fine. I'll take Judge. He's I'll five to Judge. one right now. And if Shohei came to the Cubs, I'd be thrilled. But if Judge came to the Cubs, I'd be thrilled too. It's pretty uh, big time. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. And what would he do there? Oh, my God. I mean, I mean it's not like the guy uses the porch like the Bambino did. No, you he, know? Just, he hits it all He over. just hits him everywhere, and, you know, he's a monster. He's 5-1. to one. Uh, My guy, Jordan Alvarez, who I have a preseason ticket on oh, to win MVP. Too, though, he's right so now. good. He's 20-1. to one. Um, He's so good. Uh, I mean, I mean, he's in the realm. He was hot for a couple weeks where David didn't even want to throw to him. The problem is, it's... And, and look, Houston's obviously look what Houston's done all these last I few think years. The but, Yankees, they're three seventy five now. They're minus three seventy five to make the playoffs. I haven't been almost five to one to win the division. I have, I, you know, you have to consider betting the three seventy five to make the hundred if you want to make money on the Yankees. I don't think they're not. I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs. Two weeks, yeah. I mean, uh, two weeks ago, I bet them at plus four seventy five to win he impacts the, East. the team. Oh my uh, God! I mean, it's... I mean, you talk Shohei, but they got Trout over there, and they you, they get lost. Yeah, uh, that's just the way it is. I know he does both things. I believe me. I think that's special. But you know, they, I, I heard somebody talk about Babe Ruth the other day. His pitching records and his hitting at the same time. So it's happened before, but. Boy, he is a freak. But, boy, He's Aaron Judge is the best player in the game. Can, can I just say, too, though, Mike, hey. you have to think about it this way. Like, Aaron Judge, eight, nine wins in value. Otani's going to be two players who are both worth five, and he only takes up one roster spot. Aaron Judge has, has propelled the Yankees this year. You can bring the stats up all you want. I think that if Aaron Judge was on a stage right now with Otani, I mean, Aaron Judge, didn't he just sign a huge deal? A huge, huge. And he's totally and he living up to no it. Effect, they, and he's living up to it. In fact, he's going to maybe break that 62 home run record. <laughs> he's got 18 here. already. I mean, think about that. So, I, Otani's greatness, I don't take anything against him. But it just hasn't translated. He's like a, he's like the two two position Ernie Banks. Right hey, they, they're they're the third place team again out in that other. Yeah, division. I mean, listen, the Yankees are third place right now too. That division just so unbelievably yeah, well, good though. That know, AL East is something. Thank man. God the the White Sox division. I mean, the White Sox. Oh. I hear people uh, wanting to wait a minute. They're seven and a half games out. You can't let go now. That would be like with saying the Nationals should have let go. Not that it may happen again. I know that Carmen. We don't have the team that we would like. They're slow footed. Like we've said, uh, they don't get timely hitting. Their bullpen's been suspect. Their starters are inconsistent. But you can't give up seven and a half out. It's not like they're well, and you you probably can't because you are supposed to be in. You know, you are supposed to. You're supposed to be competing. I mean, you know, you said something. I know what you go. Here he goes again. You said something to me about two and a half weeks ago about 
I go, it's like 15 minutes into the show. And here he goes. Carver's going, what's he keeping a checklist? <laughs> you said you can't trust the White Sox anymore as far as, you know, build, rebuild. But did you feel like that before they started this rebuild? Because I did. Um, Maybe because of more experience, being more experienced by getting kicked into you know what? Every time they tried this. I guess I was like, I was on board with hopeful. them. Yeah, I was hopeful, like getting yeah. young players That's and trying right. to build them into something. I was hopeful. It just, yeah. every way they've tried it, it just hasn't really worked. Nah, that you're well. right. And now they've got the Tigers this weekend. They're facing a, the Sox. As we record the show, they have not named a starter yet for Friday night's game. Reese Olsen's going to make his big league debut against the Sox tonight. The Cubs are out west taking How on the about Padres. That? They took two out of three from Tampa Bay. I know. Yeah, and they almost, I mean, God, they were in a position where they almost swept Tampa. For all you betters out there, there's a reason that everybody's got credit card debt because they probably, many people probably bet the Braves the, ter- the first two games of the series against Oakland minus 250. Uh, how about it? Yeah, destroyed in two days. And then, Oak, you know, I don't know what, I think Atlanta won last night. They did. They bounced back. They yeah. did, yeah. But it was it was tight for a while. Yeah, it's crazy. Or uh, Yeah, yeah, Atlanta did. They they bounced back. They did not get swept. They won last night. You're right yeah. about that. I mean, but think um, about that. They yeah, it's like, crazy. Right? I mean, on a 10-cent line like I get from my guy, they were like, Oakland was like 2 plus plus 260. Come it's on. unbelievable. Yep. I mean, that's the thing. It's like you but want to kind of bet, bet against them. Oakland every night, but it's still baseball, and they're going to win some games. You know, it's weird. It's like every yeah, night absolutely. you almost want to bet against them. You do. And every night they're just a huge underdog because they're so bad. All right, when we come back, Jim Miller's got some ponies, and then we'll give you best plays rolling into the weekend, everybody. We're coming right back. We are the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Entering the home stretch on this edition of The Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. Let's get some ponies from one of the best handicappers in the business. He joins us every week. The expert handicapper from Hawthorne Racecourse. Follow him on Twitter at Hawthorne Jim. And he joins us now on the Car X Tire and Auto Guest Hotline. Jim Miller. Jimmy! Boys, we had a good weekend last weekend. A nice winter at Churchill. A nice second at Santa Anita. And guys, we're one week away from the Belmont. And we talked about it with the Preakness. How the Preakness really wasn't a great race. The Belmont's lining up to be an incredible race. There's the potential of six of seven horses that ran in the Derby coming back. Upwards of 14 horses in the race. So if we get that, that's going to be a really good race to go a mile and a half in the Belmont next week. So how'd this happen? Nobody wanted to run in the Preakness, but now they're coming back from the Belmont. Is it just the time off helps? How did this happen that the race looks like it's going to be better? Yeah, training tendencies have really changed amongst trainers. So two weeks back for a racehorse is really too quick for anybody with the value of horses for breeding. So everybody's taking a little bit more time off, but they still want to see if a horse can handle the distance. So by skipping the Preakness, they get about a month in between races coming back for the Belmont. They should be able to sit really in a good spot to set themselves up for the remainder of the year. So we're going to find out who really can handle the stamina of a mile and a half. If they can, then you look for these horses down the road, especially towards the Breeders' Cup Classic at the end of the year. Well, the folks at Pimlico can't be too happy about changing no. uh, those habits that you're talking about. Do they ever want to say, hey, put, make it three weeks between the Derby? That's and, what I was going to say. Is that right? There's been, yeah, there's been a lot of talk, guys, about the tradition of the Triple Crown overall because horsemen just don't bounce back as quick. Three races in five weeks is really a daunting task for a racehorse, especially when there's so much money 
outside of racing in the yeah. breeding operation. So there's been talks about even spreading the Triple Crown out over the course of a couple of months. Hmm. Will it ever get there? I don't know if we see it in our lifetime. But with all the different changes going on in racing, you never know. Maybe it's just around the corner. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, I, baseball teams have 12 trainers now. I go back to the days where they had one, and he was dressed in all white. White slacks, <laughs> white T-shirt, and all white. Oh, he was gray. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think the Cubs trainer in the 60s was named Alf Rolick. And they had one trainer, okay? And they played every Hearn day. It Snyder forever. Forever. Right. And they played every day. Now, all of a sudden, the same goes for horses. Uh, daunting, all of a sudden, I'm hearing for the Triple Crown, when in the 40s and 50s, where you were lucky to get one. Out of a hose. I mean, all they were they were getting it done. What what has happened to training of horses? I think you mentioned outside money. I think that's yep. more it than anything, Jimmy. Oh yeah, it's a different era for racing for sure, Mike. Because it used to be you wanted to get that horse to the racetrack because that's where the money was. It was in the purses. Now so much money has gone into breeding. You think about it. Your top horses. If a sire sires a racehorse that's just a live foal, it can be upwards of six figures. And you can go out there and sire 140 of them a year. Mm. So think about the money that goes on that end. If you're a top sire, or even if you're a mirror, you can make that much money without having to run the racehorse. So it has. It's changed. I hope it changes back the other way because it is. It's one of those things where, yes, there's the glory of winning the Derby, but the money it really is in the breeding end of Let it. Let me tell you something. I, I, if you're going to ask me the difference of whether I want to be a Kentucky Derby winner or a top sire, I'm putting top sire on my business card here. Oh, yeah, top sire for sure. You're going to be treated so well. Make that business card. I want my legs to be tired, not from running. Top sire. Business card, Mike North, top Mike sire. Mike North, top sire. That's beautiful. <laughs> All right, Jimmy, where are we wagering this weekend? All right, so we're starting at Belmont Park, race number nine on the turf. We're going to bet the eight-horse Far Bridge across. Across the board, lightly raced, but should be charging late. And then north of the border to Woodbine, race number seven, going to bet the two, a base storm across the board. Race number eight, betting the one, more across the board, and build up some money for the bankroll for Belmont. Sounds good. So three races, Belmont on Saturday, the ninth race, the eight horse across the board, and then two at Woodbine, race seven, the two horse across the board, race eight, the one horse across the board. Is that right? You got it, boys. Let's make some money. All right, talk to you next week, and we'll preview the Belmont, Jimmy. Thanks. All right, guys. Good luck. Jimmy! Our guy Jim Miller on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Yeah, I like the, uh, I like that's got a good ring to it. Top, top sire. sire. I'll take it. Absolutely. No, that in the breeding shed, the yeah. bar we're going <laughs> to bre- I love it, exactly. Yeah. It's a combination She's going to help both. us out, you know. Uh, so Nuggets are a nine-point favorite as we record the show. Mm-hmm. Eight and a half, nine, going into game two on Sunday. Uh, boy, I mean, it's just, it's hard not to bet them at home, right? We told you, nine and oh straight up in the playoffs at home, six and three. Against the number, what do you think? Do the Heat keep this one close, Mike? Do they bounce back a little? Spolster is awfully good. Can they come up? They threw that zone that was so effective for them against Boston at Denver, especially in the fourth quarter. It's just Denver was better prepared for it, I think, because they've got the best player, and they just knew how to handle it in the fourth quarter last I, night. I, I want that guy called, well, Pope, not to shoot so much. Okay? <laughs> KCP, baby. I mean, yeah, I mean, he he had a good series the last one, but you know, he likes to shoot, and Porter likes to fire the rock, too. I know that they can all score. Um, I think that they're saying that, you know, they're going to attack the rim now. Because, you know, but easier said than done. Denver keeps you paced and stuff like that. I think Denver's going to win the game. I wouldn't play the game. What I would do, and I never do this, but I'm taking a four games to one, Carm. Four to uh, one? Denver, I, got, I looked this morning. 
plus 170. So you could still make money off that. Okay. Okay, off four games to one. I think Miami has got a lot of heart. I think they play hard, and I think some of those shots will start to fall for them. I just think Denver's too much of a machine. Four to one, there it is. There's yeah. the play. Uh, if you can get that. And I'll have two bonus plays on, like I was 2-0 and last week. We're going to have, a, you know, we got to give Shea a pick. He was a little hot. Yeah, we're going to give him a pick, actually. Um. I'm going to try to bounce back with one baseball play for tonight. It's going to be in the Cub Padre game, so one of the West Coast games. It's Tyone versus Waka tonight. Waka still pitches well, but and he's Tyon been, doesn't, and he doesn't, and he's just he's been oh, brutal. He's, he starts. He's been brutal. Yeah, um, he's so I just look at the total in this game, and I know it can be a tough place to score a run sometimes. But at eight and a half, I don't know the way Tyone's pitched. He has not pitched well. Um, no. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say play the over tonight in that game. We'll say uh, there you go. We'll say we hit with nine runs. It's a 5-4 San Diego final, so we're going to play over eight and a half. And I, you know, I bet last night, but I, you know what? It's still too early to give out a, a number for tomorrow. I mean, you know, and I know we're on, but you know what? Just I think Denver, I think they'd, have, they'd beat anybody right now in basketball. I, think I really do. I don't care who really it was. Good. They're really good. The way they're playing right now, they move the ball. They're well coached. Joker's just a completely elite. And like you said, is probably he's the best player in the game at this point. I mean, the way Murray's played now, too, it's just like they're, they're, they're supporting cast. Everything about them right now, Mike, looks like a well-oiled machine. Have a run. Yeah, I think, I think, I think you're right. Like Golden State. They look like a well-oiled machine right now. Shay, you got a pick for the weekend? Shea? Yeah, I got the under in tomorrow night's game two of the finals, 214 and a half. I don't think they're making this number low enough. It's two okay. teams. Like, go. people assume the Nuggets, all this light show, all these points. They play slow. They're efficient, but they're very yeah. slow-paced. The Heat made a blood oath with Satan to hit threes against Boston. If they're not hitting threes <laughs> against Denver, it's not going to happen. They didn't hit threes all year. They didn't hit threes in game one. I don't think they hit threes in game two. This goes on. If you could find a Jimmy Butler free throw attempt prop, I'd hit the over because I've, I just that's have good. got I've got to see that coming back. I mean, for Jimmy, again, to not go to the free throw line, that's just the second time all year. Coming into that game last night, he was averaging about 9.2 trips to the line per game in the postseason. So I would think that that balances out a little. Not that I think there was anything fishy in it. I just think Denver's going to, excuse me, Miami's going to look at that and know we've got to find a way to get some easy baskets and get to the free throw line. And I think Jimmy will be a little bit more assertive. But now you're going for twos. I understand that. But Denver, by the way, you said, you know, they were weak a little bit for the threes, but their twos point shooting was sensational. Sensational. It was, it was out of control. Right. right. Um, all right, boys. Great stuff as yeah. always. Shea, thank you for thank helping. You, my friend. We always love it when Shea jumps in. Erica Ostrowski was out on assignment this week. Thanks to Luke Pergandy and uh, thanks to Jim Miller. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy all the great action. We got finals in the NBA and the final in the Stanley Cup. So enjoy all that. And Mikey will talk again next Friday. So long, everybody. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports.